Yo, what up? Welcome to a championship edition of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I'm joined once again by my friend Calvin in Seattle. What's up, Calvin? Hey, what's up, Patrick? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> we just got done watching an amazing cap. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm so exhausted like emotionally mentally tapped drained and everything i feel like so good and i'm so happy for us as fans for the team for the bay the whole warriors fan base i mean like this is one of those episodes that can go on for six hours but i'm gonna keep <laughs> keep it to like 30 <laughs> 30 minutes um but man like I don't, how you feeling how you feel because like i don't even know what to say because uh it's one of those things where like I've been doing this for so long that I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm kind of speechless. So why don't you you fill in the gaps for me right now? I mean, it's a it's an unbelievable feeling. Um, it's I mean, I, when I reflect back, right, like it's four championships, four. You know, I mean, we were the team that wouldn't make the playoffs. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was the majority of our reality was okay. What's the off-season move? Can we have a winning record? You know, can we mm-hmm. not lose every game in the fourth quarter? Right, and <laughs> like this, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, a, a, a friend of mine was like, you know, I, I think the Warriors are the, my dark horse to win the whole thing, and you know, I didn't say anything. You know, like because as a mm-hmm. fan, you don't. When somebody says that at the beginning of the season, you just keep your mouth shut, right? You don't say anything, right? Yeah. Even when we were winning, like the, the the way that we started off the season, like I did, I just didn't say anything because I didn't want to jinx it, you know. And um, uh, you know, I think even going into this game today, you know, I I wasn't. I thought that we had a really good chance to finish it off. Um, you know, the Celtics looked like they were on the ropes. You know, starting from the second quarter on, they really, I mean, you know, they, they looked like they just didn't have it in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, it was, it's an, it's an unbelievable moment. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm having uh, a little bit of scotch to celebrate on a Thursday night. <laughs> um, <laughs> put, put on my old, you know, like 2015 championship hat. Uh, nice. So, nice. yeah, man, yeah. you know, it's, it's an, it's an amazing feeling. I watched it. I watched the game with my kids and uh, try to really like, you know, like really push for them, uh, push to them that, you know, that, that this, uh, this is, this is, a, this is a big moment. You know, you, you may, you may go, hopefully this won't be true, but you may go, you know, uh, much of your adult life not experiencing this again. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think back and, you know, like I've said to you, I started this, I restarted this podcast in November of 2020, uh, the day Clay tore his Achilles and and i was like you know for me it's crazy because it's this moment where you know you're watching this team so closely like closer than you ever have before uh for basically two seasons and then seeing it grow at the beginning of the season i picked the warriors to win the title i thought that they had a really really good chance and you know not because i'm a homer but because like i'm looking at this team and i was like okay if they're healthy like there's going to be a lot of parity. There are no dynasty teams that are going to dominate. The Suns had the best record, but they obviously weren't perfect. And I was like, just give us a chance. And then looking at this season, 
you know, also like going into the draft and hoping for somebody good to fall at seven and wanting Kaminga and getting Kaminga and then, uh, you know, picking up Bielitsa, Andre Godala, Otto Porter Jr. in the offseason being like, okay, these are some veteran pieces that fit who are very flawed. But if they stay healthy, right, it was about staying healthy, uh, getting the best right. seating possible without messing up your health, and then getting the newer guys who are not used to this big stage, whether they be younger dudes or people who just haven't been there, like a Jordan Poole, an Andrew Wiggins, an Otto Porter Jr., a B. Elitza, like those guys to be ready for the moment. And like, I'm not going to say here and say, like, I knew this was going to happen, but like, as you're watching this team so closely, it's like, you're seeing the pieces come together. You're like, if this happens, then this could happen. And then that could happen. And then ultimately seeing it, it's like, you know, I have nothing to do with the real team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like extremely, extremely satisfying. Cause you're like, yeah, you know, not cause like, oh, I'm right. But like, just to see the things that you hope for actually pan out and be true. And, you know, even, you know, like, like the stories that get written, it's like, you know, let's not forget how hard these moments were, right? Like the first title, how hard some of those series were, how, oh, man. you know, like the, uh, the Cavs were ahead in that first finals. Yeah. And then and we they made the switch. Wrong, to dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then, and then right. we made the switch to, to play Andre Dalla back in the starting lineup. Exactly. Right. And then that changed yeah. everything. So this one, it's like you were saying, uh, uh, I was saying to you before, it's like this game, which is on a Thursday and the game seven would have been on Sunday. I was like, this game is the difference between a really, really bad weekend and a really, really great weekend. Right. <laughs> and they've given us, the Warriors have gifted us a great weekend of not having to worry about a game seven yeah. and also, you know, being uh, the NBA champions. I mean, were you worried? I mean, let's quickly talk about the game. Just some stuff about, were you worried about it? I wasn't worried. I mean, um, look, the, the the Celtics came out. They looked really good, right? They came out with great energy. They were really together. Uh, I think we went down something like, you know, 14-2. I think at like 12-2 run, I was like, oh, okay, they called the timeout, right? Um, and that was, uh, I was, I think I was texting with a group. Um, we're all on this big group chat, right? Um, and, uh, I mean, all, we were all just saying, yeah, this is their first punch. This is kind of what we expected. But, you know, this team being down 12 points, being down 10 points, that's not, that's not you know, in, especially in the first quarter, that, that's meaningless, right? It's all about how we respond, right? And slowly, sure enough, by the end of the second quarter, we had closed the gap down. I think, you know, it was like two minutes left in the second quarter. We had closed the gap down to like four points maybe. I think on a um, Gary Payton, uh, on some Gary Payton, um, uh, um, I think he had a layup, a putback. And then two uh, free throws, right? Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I was like, man, this, yeah, this, you know, from there on, I think we then went on some some crazy run. I think we ended up closing. Uh, the stat was like something like fifty-two, something fifty, fifty-something points at twenty-five points, outscored, mm -hmm, outscored mm -hmm. the Celtics from you know from that initial whatever two to twelve run that they had, right? Um, so and then and we, I think I was texting with you, right? Like we've we'd never gone into halftime with this much of a lead. Never. It hadn't right. happened, right? Like, every game was, like, we were either down a couple points, we were maybe up a point, right? Like, we it was just – it was never – we were never up like this. We did have a 12-point lead. We had a 12-point lead going into, I think, second half or halftime of game oh, four. Oh, is that right? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but okay. still, but still. But no, I was. I wasn't. I really wasn't worried. Even when the. Even when they. They. I think they uh, got it down to like single digits. You know. Um, yeah. I honestly wasn't worried because it just seemed like the team was playing in with such control and with such. Um, like it was very clear they had been here before, right? And the Celtics, yeah. you know, on the other hand, like they just looked like they were. They didn't want any of this. Like they were shrinking away from the moment. With, I mean, with the exception, I think, of Jalen Brown. Who I think attacked mm-hmm. all night and was good, had some had big shots, um, and uh, and Williams, um, you know, Time Lord, Time Lord was good, right? But but aside from that, you know, Marcus flopped a bunch, was complaining, and Tatum <laughs> was terrible, dude. Like, yeah, um, he was. I think I mean you you called it right, like you were like I don't know, this is this guy has to show me that he's the guy and he's not the yeah. guy, right? And I mean you called it, man, yeah. like he was. He was awful, dude. I think he, he, he only scored two points in the second half. You know, uh, maybe he he only had thirteen on the night. And when he got blocked by Wiggins in the fourth, I was like, ooh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not gonna look good on his resume. Right. We look good up and down the roster. We look good, you know. So I was not worried at all. Yeah, I mean, like one of the things that I wanted from this team after they lost Game Three was like, you know, we saw that every time they play with honestly, like with real effort, focus force, whatever you want to call it, that they usually win. You know, I'm not saying that, yeah. you know, that's all it takes. But, you know, in that first game, fourth quarter, when they weren't closing out, or in game three, when, you know, the Celtics started off with wide open threes and kept draining them. The fact that the Warriors are playing with that kind of purpose, that gave me confidence. And then also it's like, hey, okay, if championship DNA, if – like Steph is really a closer. If all these things that we believe are true, then he's going to take this game home. You know what I mean? He's not going to let them lose this game. Yeah, yeah. And just by being like yeah. who I am as a Warriors fan, like, yeah, I had I had concerns, I had worries. When the, the lead went from 22, I was like, you know, at the end of every quarter, I was like, okay, come on, get it up to like, you know, 20. You know what I mean? Like get it up to <laughs> at least 15. Don't let it, don't let it yeah. get down to 10. And like, you're thinking all the psychological games. It's like, uh, like, okay, well 15, you know, that, that makes the Celtics think they have a chance, but, but it also makes the Warriors actually believe that they still have to play harder because it's not over yet. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just all right, like right. these things that, uh, <laughs> that are part of the exhausting part of being, being a fan. Tatum is a good player, great talent. And, you know, people know he's 24 and he'll get better. But yeah, I mean, the thing that I still don't see from him, though, is that ability just to be that killer, right? Like the Kobe 24 wristband thing. And then, you know, like I see Jalen Brown as more of a killer than uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is just very skilled and and timely. Again, I don't see uh, Tatum with that yet. So maybe it'll uh, evolve in time. But honestly, that ain't my problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're done with that. We're done with that at least for a year, you know, a little bit less than a year, hopefully. Man, you know, uh, actually, biggest storyline for me and biggest point of satisfaction for me on this is um, I think Steph, uh, he just, I think this was a huge game and a huge series for him where he just sort of yeah. shut the haters out. You know, I, I mean, come on, man. You cannot, he had one bad game, right? And then mm-hmm. even in that game, he wasn't even that bad. Like, yeah, he didn't shoot well, but he, he had a bad shooting a game. Technically, yeah. he had a bad shooting game, right? Mm-hmm. And he still dished a bunch, and still all the other all the other action that that happened was on account of him being on the floor, you know. And so, like for him to come out the way that he did today, you know, 
with the with the night night celebration with the put yeah, a ring yeah. on it celebration right like i mean he just shut the haters off you know up you know i think um uh at, at least i would like to think that they are looking at this and like you know there's no way right like this 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 man is you know not just the one of the greatest shooters ever not just the greatest shooter shooters ever but like one of the greatest competitors of the sport ever you know mm-hmm. and so so i think it's um you know uh you know, like for the records, you know, people might say, oh, yeah, he had the he has the finals MVP. Right. Um, and that's maybe mm-hmm. that's what they're like tipping their hat to. But if you did, if you watch this series, um, you know, you there should be no doubt in your mind that this man is rising to the occasion and he's mm-hmm. uh, he's closing and stepping up when it matters most. Right. He's not afraid to take the biggest shot and he makes those shots. You know, it's like, I mean, yep. to come out today, what do you have like? I think I'm, you know, I'm just going off the top here. I'm, I'm sure he had like six, six threes, right? Like that's, and he shot six probably better than 50, right? Yeah. Six for 11. Right? Look at that. I mean, look, he shot 54, uh, 55 from three, 57, you know, overall, like, I mean, 34 points, like, that's incredible. It's incredible, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact, like some of those moments, like there were a lot of Curry, moments in the sense that especially in this game like the the nighty night thing i was like i was during the game i was like when they had the 20 point lead i was like is he gonna bust this out and when's he gonna bust it out and when he busted it out at like three minutes left i was like yeah oh man that that's early you know i was a little that's concerned because I was like, <laughs> you know you know come back and but obviously they went on to win the ring thing and then you know him getting emotional and like just yeah. you know, cathartic for him because the lasting memory of him in game six of the 2019 finals is him sitting on the ground after clay got right hurt. and then also like right before that like slamming the ball down uh right. knowing that clay was hurt and it was, it was over. over and so yeah. you know like him carrying this team and being who he is and again fully admitting that he listens to all the chatter right so that all kind of comes out and you know it's it's one of those things because we've rolled with this team not just us obviously the the whole fan base that it's like you're so tied to them because you know like it's it's yeah. it's rare as as Draymond said in one of his uh, pressers like for this kind of core to stay together for so long and not just a core of like regular guys these are a core of hall of famers right right and right we've been rocking with them for like a decade plus, you know? And yeah. <laughs> I, I just think like you, you feel that too, because as, as you know, like on that group text in 2019, it was just like the saddest thing I'd ever seen in my life. When, when, uh, when Clay, I mean, because Durant had tore his Achilles the, right. the day before then, then Clay tore his ACL and nice it was game, just man. like the saddest day. So like, it was very, you know, I, I feel like we all, all felt this. And I mean, this, this elation, this high, and the satisfaction of it all because you know again like for me it's like knowing that seeing Steph play the way he played last season and hoping that Clay even though he had he was not game six Clay he was, he was uh, not yeah. five or twenty um, <laughs> had some boneheaded plays but it's all good but yeah. uh, you know that he still had something that, that Draymond still had so Draymond had a very solid game you know Jenkins and, had the um, best game of his series i think you know like yeah yeah i mean his stat line I mean, was solid five for ten that he had two threes man and that first one yeah it was like oh <laughs> okay okay yeah, We're yeah, doing yeah. This now? 
So 12 boards, eight assists, two steals, two blocks, 12 yeah. points. I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, yeah. redemption game of sorts for, for Draymond. Defense. I think defense overall for this team is a thing that people don't talk about enough. I mean, people do talk about it, but they talk, they, they kind of don't really talk about the right people, you know? So like, let's start with like the obvious person, right? So, um, Draymond obviously known for, for playing defense, right? Like this defensive game for him was, was just, I mean, he was everywhere, man, you know, like yeah. defensively, yeah. right? Like it, it's, it's, it's hard to, um, like he doesn't even really sh- reflect in the stat sheet the, the the way that he played today, which is why I think mm-hmm. like it was by far his best game of the series. And then mm-hmm. and then, I mean Steph's defense. I don't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to put into words, man. The the man had steal after steal and takeaway and swipe downs. Like mm-hmm. you know, I, I, yes, he got away with a couple. Like he did get away with a foul on <laughs> replays. I was like, yeah, that was definitely yeah. a foul, right? But. But yeah. he 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 played incredible defense today on guys that are bigger than him. He's usually the smallest guy on the floor if GP two's mm-hmm. not on the floor, right? Like, mm-hmm. and he's and they're usually matching him up with somebody like Tatum, right, or mm-hmm. somebody like Horford, right? And like, he played them well. They're either passing the ball away or they're 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 missing, you know, and um, or he's stealing it, right? Which is in this game in particular, Steph's defense was. Just incredible. I think that there was a um, the you know on the broadcast they they flashed a stat line highlighting his uh, defense. You know, and uh, you know his when he was a primary defender, people shot twenty seven percent against him. You know, I think yeah. one three pointer. I don't know. I don't know what the the, the denominator on that was, but you know, uh, I think ten points scored overall on Steph when he was a primary defender. Right, like yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. You know, that is incredible. Right. The other person is um, and I'd be kind of going off on Clay a little bit and saying like, you know, he's not. You know, his shooting hasn't really been there in, in terms of the efficiency um, that he had uh, before he got injured. Um, but but his defense the last couple of games, the last couple of quarters, I think has kind of crawled back in a big mm-hmm, way. You mm-hmm. know, like um, like fourth quarter of the last game, I was like, whoa, man, his defense was just, you know, um, on point, staying in front of his, uh, his, uh, his man um forcing out like turnovers right like and i think i think in this game too his defense was you know really that that's that's what he contributed uh more so than more so than the, on than the uh offensive side right and then you add in gp2 to that right and it just uh it just really highlights that um you know i felt like all the action all the runs in this game i mean i like they like they usually are were triggered by the defensive force you know mm-hmm. um that's what triggered yeah. that's what triggered the the turnovers that's what triggered like getting out on the break Right. And so, um, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I can't say enough about defense, but I'll stop. there. The Celtics, they had 22 turnovers and the Warriors had 15, right? The Warriors, like they, they could have blown this open even more so if they hadn't yes. kind of had some gaffes here and there and some weird turnovers. But the fact that like, you know, the, the Celtics fans will probably say that we turned the ball over too much. And I mean, that's obvious, but it was like, Largely, a lot of it was forced because of this Warriors defense that was very, very intense. Like they were absolutely the, the Warriors, like were were gang rebounding. They were like stripping balls like underneath the basket in the paint, and especially in the second half when they were just like you know trying to just close out the game. And yeah, I agree with you, man. Steph, obviously, everybody knows now. Hopefully, that his defense he, he ain't no slouch. I mean, he's obviously stronger. And he's savvier. He just is, right? And he still yeah. has quick hands. I think that he's not anybody that they can just knock over. And I agree 100% about Clay, right? Like sometimes it's too easy to focus on the offense. But 
at the beginning of the series, we're all talking about how he can't stay with Jalen Brown. He can't stay with Jason Tatum. Somehow, some way he got better. He figured some stuff out. Right. And that helped immensely tonight, you know, and then Andrew Wiggins, man, I'm just looking at the stat sheet. Dude played 44 minutes. Dude was four for nine from three. I did not know he hit four from, I didn't know he took nine threes, but if some of those were huge. That one in the fourth quarter from the corner, uh, oh, from the man. right corner, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, we're winning this game right there. And then he had seven boards, seven assists, two steals. And I'm happy for like everybody, but like I'm really happy for Andrew Wiggins because uh, I've said this before, don't know the dude, but just seems like a, a, a good dude. And he's he's finally finding his place. You know, he had this crazy year where he was an all-star starter, where now he's an NBA champion. And for as maligned and as criticized as he's been, it it it, it doesn't matter anymore. You know what I mean? He he was the second best, consistently best player in this series. And 100%. I think without him, it's like it's gonna be rough. It's going seven and we might lose, you know. You know, Wiggins and what he's able to bring and just like on both ends of the court and the willingness to put all that energy and the fact that he's only 26 and that he has so much energy. I mean, so you have the vets who are like 32, 33, 34, and then you have the young dudes like Poole and then, you know, the guys like Kaminga who didn't play and Moody. And then you have like Wiggins and Looney right in the middle of that. And that's huge because they have experience and they both have pluses uh, that help you win this game. Looney is a champion already. He's been through these things. Wiggins has that overall physical uh, talent and just the ability to do things. And again, like I I'm, I'm super happy for that dude because just to hear him talk about winning is uh, I don't know. It's just something very as corny as it can be, you know, in moments like this, like there is just something very, very pure about like, that joy and that just kind of momentary like elation, you know? Yeah. I mean, Wiggins, um, that whole story is just so poetic. You know, um, I agree with you. It's like, uh, I've been cheering for him all year. You know, it's like last year when he came over, it was uh, Mr. Dependable and got this, got the two-way wigs uh, moniker. That was the start mm-hmm. of it, you know? I mean, Steph had an incredible postseason and an incredible series, um, uh, but Wiggins has been consistent all year. You know, and uh, like, like if I just think about every single game, he has, this guy has showed up to every single game, giving us, you know, either his like regular stat line of like, you know, teen scoring, you know, um, high, high digit, you know, single digit rebounding um, uh, or occasionally, you know, getting into the 20s and uh, double digit rebounding, right, as he did the last two games, right? And um, mm-hmm. the thing that I just love about him so much is that, you know, he does dirty work, right? Like he's always in there. Like a lot of his scoring yeah. comes in on putbacks, you know? So he's going in, crashing offensive boards, right? Um, uh, he's doing the small things that aren't like, he's not a super, he's not a, like a flashy player, even though he's so athletic that he can have these incredible, you know, posterizing dunks. His main game isn't really that flashy. You know, it's like, it's like, hey, I'm going to do this dirty work on defense. I'm going to be yeah. down on the block, right? Like maybe I'll do um, do a little penetration and then like, you know, mid-range something something along those lines right like not super flashy but but he's always the kind of guy that you know if if the opposing team is going on a run like he's very likely going to be one of the players that the player that is going to stop that run with a very you know quiet but run stopping too 
you know, like, like mid range, right? Like he's, he's that, he's that guy. Right. And, um, and I, I think just like his overall story is just so poetic. Right. Um, you know, mm-hmm. to me, this stage of like playing in the finals and this run, you know, was a, was a big coming out party for Wiggins. And so you can't, you can't, you know, you can't not be happy for the guy. Right. Um, I agree. And he, I agree with you. Like he seems like a really great guy. Obviously we've never met him. Right. But, um, you can't help but cheer for the guy. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, right. Because I just remembered how all of last season and beginning of this season, I was like, man, where is this Maple Jordan that I've heard so much about? Like he's only (laughs) 25, 26 at the time. And like, you know, like there was this, it, it seemed like he wasn't using his athleticism. And I always figured like, Oh, well, you know, he doesn't get injured. Maybe he like, really just paces himself. I mean, paces himself for a guy who never went deep in the playoffs, but like he paces yeah. himself. And, and like, that's when he would miss like a lot of layups, put back, stuff like that. But then you just started seeing the aggression. And I feel like that's a word that I've used for him for the last uh, couple seasons, because it's like, you know, oh, Andrew Wiggins has aggression. You know, he's showing aggression. He's consistent aggression because that's what we just wanted to see. And when the chips were on the table or whatever, it's like, it was amazing to see him actually do that because even in this game, when he started missing a few jumpers and, and, uh, and shots mm-hmm. that he was making the last couple of games, I was like, Oh, this is a game where Andrew Wiggins like turns back into a pumpkin, you know? <laughs> but I mean, he, he still had a great game and he hit big shots when he hit that corner three. I was like, I was almost like confused while it was up in the air. I didn't know what to think, right? When Steph shoots, you're like, this is going in. When Wiggins shoots, yep. sometimes I think it's going in, but that one I was like, is it? And then it went in and I was like, you know, it's it, it's all good. You know, uh, I I hope that they do the thing where they take the trophy back to where they, where they uh, grew up. Maybe he takes it back to... Uh, the suburbs of Toronto or whatever, and uh, gets gets his due a little bit there because, you know, uh, he he very much deserves all the praise that he's getting, and and I love seeing it. And he he's left these playoffs. He's left us he's left us with memories of some of the most amazing dunks in game yes. that I've seen. You know, and some of the yeah. most aggressive emotion you know I, i've talked about this throughout the season i would just look for a fist pump you know what i mean and so seeing like him flexing and mean mugging and yelling at people yes this is what i want and it was very satisfying seeing him guard whether it was tatum usually or, or brown on on switches or whatever and and knowing like i'm so thankful that we have a guy who's just like them tall lanky rangy long athletic as hell because you know we know what it's like when you don't have that guy you know what i mean and it's like <laughs> yes. you just feel like you're stuck in the mud are you ready for the NBA chance to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA finals? With a DraftKings Same Game Parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 Same Game Parlay and won over $5,000. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total made threes, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let me ask you, uh, you know, I don't want to keep you too long from uh, your own personal celebrating with your fam and everything, but like, 
man, I've, I've said, and you've probably heard me say this, that, you know, I, I've said this whole season, like, I think the Warriors will be better next year. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, like, the narratives change, right? That's how sports works. It's like, uh, if they lost this game, it goes from like, oh, yeah, the, the Warriors, they just have to win one, or the Celtics have to win two in a row. Then all of a sudden, it's like, anything can happen in game seven. And that's what it would have stressed me out. But then with this team, if they lost, then, oh, uh, you know, they should have just traded so-and-so for Bradley Beal, or they should have like done this, done that. You know, they should have gotten they should have gotten rid of the draft picks that were like Kaminga and all this stuff. And I was like, no, let's let's keep all those things. But now the narrative, and I, I look forward to the off season, the next season, because I started this podcast, man, in depth when the Warriors after they just finished their worst season, right? And so yeah. now it's like, oh, okay, the, the the dynasty's back, you know? You know, like the you press play after it was on pause for a while, and now it's like you look forward, and I think people can start seeing the stuff that I and other people who've been on the show have been talking about all season. It's like, man, uh, as long as there's no major drop-off from the, the core uh, Hall of Fame dudes, and if pool improves, I mean, and we all know what the effect of playing in the – playoffs and the finals being a champion can have on a team i mean what do you what do you expect also i just got to say like jonathan kaminga and moses moody are champions at age what 19 barely 20 <laughs> 19. and then yeah, yeah and then james wiseman nba champion are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> take that trophy to memphis man just don't hurt yeah. your knee anymore but what do you expect for next season i agree with you and i agree with Stephen a smith you know uh I think this team's going to be a force again next year. Um, you know, I think last time when we talked, uh, you know, I, I kind of mentioned that um, the Warriors are kind of in this in-between period. And mm-hmm. the question was like, well, is there going to be this in-between period where they're going to be really, where like, are these in-between guys, you know, going to be able to carry them? And uh, I think the answer to that question right now is yes. You know, um, I mean, this, and, and I can't help but also be affected by like the recency bias of ha- having just seen, Steph put on a show, you know, um, if I, if I, if I sort of like zoom and then Draymond play an incredible game. And if I zoom out a little bit, I might say, okay, well, Draymond's, Draymond's, I think is declining. You know, he can have one of these games every once in a while, but he is, he is declining. I think Clay's shooting is going to come back, but he's also on the, on the, you know, on the backside of, of his prime, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, Steph will probably shoot like this for a while on. Cause it's, it just looks, I mean, he just looks, I mean, he looks incredible, you know, so he's probably going to extend, extend, uh, for a while. And I think, uh, you know, to your point, pool is going to get, uh, more consistent. That was his, that was his main thing. He's going to, I think he will be that consistent, that consistent guy that can get you a bucket whenever you need. Right. We have mm-hmm. talked about Kaminga, you know, Kaminga is going to be a big piece. Right. And if they learn how to play defense and they learn how, how the, this like ball movement game works, um, where they're not caught on the same side as Steph all the time, which is like what often happened with him on the floor, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. this is going to be a great team. I think this this is, I think this is this is really like an extension, you know, of the original dynasty, and I and I'm feeling high on the idea that it's going to continue. I'm feeling um, I'm feeling confident that that it will continue, which is kind of mind blowing because I'm still you know I'm still that I'm still that Warriors fan that was there. You know, when we weren't winning very much, you know, when it yeah. was about, hey, you know, 
Like, who are we pairing with Monte Ellis? You know, like, we, we need to give this man some help. You know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I'm, 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 I, I think this is, I mean, this is huge. Uh, yeah. And also, like, I mean, here's another thing, right? Like, Kerr, Steve Kerr with nine championships, five yep. as a player, four as a coach. I mean, wow, right? That is, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable to have that type of pedigree, that, that associated with this team is, 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 you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. Anyway, I, I think you can see I'm, I'm basking in the glow of, uh, just having watched uh, us win win another championship. And on the Kerr thing, it's like when they lost to the Cavs and then when they lost to the Raptors, I was like, oh, man, because I want to see Kerr have more than Phil Jackson, right? I think Phil yeah. has 11. So now okay. that we, we're seeing this team, it's like, oh, okay, actually, they, they could. They could possibly, you know, do that. They could get more. Than, he, Steve Kerr could get more than Phil Jackson because it was like if they'd won those two other ones, and like he would actually be tied with Phil Jackson, which is right. mind numbing. And then also like Steve Kerr, just his charmed basketball existence, barely could make it in the league. Found like a a, a a niche with the Bulls, and then he hopped onto the Spurs, and then he stuck in, and then he was just like, uh, you know, he's done everything: broadcaster, right. uh, GM. Uh, finals champion coach and everything. So, I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah, in in terms of next season, for sure, it's it's crazy, right? Because it was like like I said earlier, talking about the injuries. I think Clay will be better. I think he'll be better. Yeah, uh, just because he needs to get like s- some time away from everything. I think his body will be better next season. You know. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> but the thing about Draymond, it's like I do worry about him because like the pounding, and also, hey he got three, three months off, you know, you know, I know he was hurt, but like the rest of his body got some time off. So I think that played a major factor in him yeah. basically being healthy for the, uh, for the playoffs. And then Steph also had a month off to uh, heal that, that uh, foot that Marcus smart fell on things kind of worked out a certain way and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out next season. And it's funny too, because all the pieces and, and I've, I may have mentioned this when you were on, after game three, or I may have uh, mentioned this after I may have mentioned this several times, but uh, looking at who the Warriors have just under contract for next season, it's uh, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, and Moses Moody. And that's, that's eight. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. really don't know. I don't think there's a better eight that's actually signed to their team right now that goes that deep. I think that team could actually, like, if that were your top yeah. eight, that'd be a pretty good team, <laughs> you know? So I feel good about next season, and uh, everybody's going to nationally jump on the bandwagon again and and start talking about uh, uh, the Warriors as favorites. And, you know, I, I ain't going to mind that at all, you know what I mean? Especially, uh, <laughs> especially yeah. in next year's stacked West when everybody comes back healthy for the most part uh anyway anyway i will end this now because like i am glad this is officially my last podcast of this season i get to put i get to put a ribbon on this one and uh, i'm gonna do a just kind of a season recap with my buddy aram in toronto coming up like early next week because i just need to think and just kind of decompress and it's a very cathartic uh win for everybody uh, and then it's, and then I'm going to start talking about the NBA draft, which is next week. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I have no idea what's happening and we have the 28th pick. So, uh, whatever, but any, any final thoughts or, uh, 
words on on this game, the season, just you know how it all feels. So this is for sure the second most important championship of this uh, of this run. The the other one, the other one in contention being the 2015, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think 2015 emotionally was a bigger deal because I because I had you know it was a, it was the first one that I had gotten to witness um, as a lifelong as a longtime fan. But I, I do I do think this one is a big one, you know, um, because um, Steph like did it with you know as the primary leader uh, on the national stage when everyone was watching to see what he would do, you know. And so from a legacy mm-hmm. standpoint, this one's big. Um, I, I think, um, you know, uh, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, on the broadcast said something like, Hey, this is the least talented team of all the Warriors teams that have won championships, you know? And that's, um, I gotta think about that. I gotta think back a little bit. I think he might be right. Right. Cause that, that initial 2015 team was pretty stacked with like deep bets, right. That had all been really good. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah. that's a big deal to come back. Right. Uh, after two mm-hmm. seasons of not even making the playoffs to come back against a stacked i mean stacked you know western conference right um uh uh, and against this team you know that has been touted as like arguably the best uh defensive team you know uh i don't don't know how long but people have made some like kind of crazy claims about the celtics team defensively right so um this is this is a this is a big one um and i'm i'm really enjoying it i i am enjoying it for i'm happy for for all the storylines that this mm-hmm. caps off, right? Like the Steph storyline, right? Um, uh, silencing the doubters, the defense, Andrew Wiggins, Clay coming back. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, uh, Dre, like being this hated figure and then stepping up in this game, the last game, right? To close it out and playing a classic, like peak Draymond game. Like that's, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's, there's a lot here to love, right? Also, Kevon Looney, right? <laughs> like another... <laughs> Three-time NBA champ, Kevon Looney. Like, who's this guy? Kevon yeah. Looney, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, rebound monster, Kevon Looney, right? Iguodala getting another ring with the team, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Finally getting that, that that finals MVP, you know? it's uh, And the Western Conference MVP that nobody cares about, but is, you know, I will point I out. Just, I just got yeah. invented this year, yeah. <laughs> just got invented, exactly, right? So. You know, this is this is this is a this is a big one. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm really elated. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. For me, like this might be the most special one because of all that happened before this. Like to me, the KD ones were like you know probably the they're the third and fourth most meaningful mm-hmm. to me. Uh, I've always talked about like man, if we won t- in 2016. Uh, would I have traded the KD ones? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. you know, I f- sometimes I feel like we got robbed of like peak Steph. What would he have done after his first unanimous um, MVP right. um, given the chance? But I think with this squad and the, the drama of it all, and the fact that so much is riding on this, like on the first one, it, it was, it was found money and it wasn't, yeah. you know, they had 67 wins, but it was like, oh my gosh, are they really doing this? Here, it's like all the legacies, right? I mean, I mean, Steph is tied with LeBron for uh, for Finals wins, right? And like to me, yeah. like I don't really pay attention to those comps all the time, but <laughs> you go on Twitter and people talk about it. You go on online, people like right, right, talking, right, right. talking about it. And so, like you know, that's meaningful because to me, it's like if they lost this, then all of a sudden it's like, 
oh, then they're three and three, you know, and and in the finals. And then like, what does this team become next year? Then all of a sudden the clock is ticking in a way next season for, oh, well, they better get it this coming year or next year, because uh, if they don't, then what's going to happen? And so all that stuff is just hushed, you know, and, right, uh, right. you know, this team, this fan base just gets to uh, just appreciate this. And like, it really is the the narrative and not just in terms of storylines, but just like the arc of how all this went. But like a couple of days ago, it was the anniversary, three year anniversary of Clay right. uh, tearing his ACL and all that stuff. And just to see him up there, like I, I got so used to seeing him in street clothes that, you know, seeing him in on the court, it took me a while to get used to, you know, and uh, to see him up there celebrating, it's like, you know, like I said, I, I felt like they, they were my pick to win this season. Um, but when you asked me about someone like Clay being up there on the platform, celebrating a title, holding the finals trophy, it would have been hard for me to say like, oh yeah, I can see that happening. Like just like that visualization of it. So, you know, credit to this team, this organization, and, you know, Steve Kerr for, and the coaching staff for pulling all the right strings in these playoffs in general. And, and I got to say, it's satisfying to be a fan of the team that has that championship DNA, that experience, instead of being like the young team or the not as talented team that like kind of puts a run on, on like the Spurs, but then like in the final few minutes of the fourth quarter, they just give the ball to Tim, Tim Duncan and he just outclasses everybody. That's what Steph is, right? Like yeah. he's that um, uh, unbeatable force for so many teams. And, uh, yeah. you know, now the, the Celtics and their, uh, uh, their fan base get to experience that. And I really, like, again, really wanted to see them do that on the Celtics floor, not just to like put it in those fans' faces, but like there's something special to me about like seeing them do it. I know it's not the old Boston Garden, but, you know, at the Garden. Like that to me is, yeah. is kind of awesome, you know? It would be the same for me if they uh, won a title in um, – uh, the United Center, or if they won a, a Western Conference Finals at the, uh, what do you call it now? The Crypto.com. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah, man, no, it's, it's, uh, I, I feel, I feel great. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to enjoy watching the fourth quarter. I'm going to watch it again tomorrow. I'm going to watch all the post game stuff. I'm just going to revel in that because uh, we know how hard it is just as fans <laughs> to get to this point. And so we're going to savor this one, you know, savor this yeah. as a, a Warriors fan. It's going to be a great summer. <laughs> right? Yeah, like all yeah, summer. No, it's it's going to be, be awesome, great man. Summer. Just got to yeah. get uh, James Wiseman uh, correct and uh, make sure he dominates in the uh, in summer league. Yes. Man. But yeah. Yeah. Once again, Calvin in Seattle, thank you for uh for joining me on this uh this, this special this special episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. I've enjoyed listening to you all season. I feel like I've I mean we've watched every game together basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> um so it's it's been great to come on late in the season. Um and uh yeah thanks for having me. It's it's uh it's been amazing, honestly. This is uh, just like, going through COVID and everything, right? Like we're just not watching with other people so much anymore. So uh, yeah. having a chance uh, to connect, um, uh, yeah, even even over like Zoom, like this is just it's it's awesome. Um, so um, and, and I appreciate all the work that you do. You know, you you, you keep me company the day after the game when I still <laughs> want to hear about the game, <laughs> when I want to break it down. 
So I appreciate all that, all the work that you put into it. As Steph says, that's what I do. All right. right. Once again, the Warriors are your 2022 NBA champions. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and be sure to check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Also check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Oakland Warriors podcast. It's produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely helpful. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Go Dubs.